for sure. Don't mean to yawn all over the, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> but, no, sorry, Bethlehem. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be better and cheerier and happier. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast. Covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode five of season four of the Chasing McNaughton podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guy. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Rob Gilreath. You guys. And Matt Cavender. Hello, everybody. Uh, Dustin's off collecting corn on his farm down in Cannon Falls, Red Wing area of Minnesota. So it's just the three of us. And this week we reached out to Perry Lascaris. Did I get that right? Yeah, you nailed it. All right. The CCHA Director of Strategic Communications and Brand Advancement. He replaced Dominic Hennig this offseason. Thanks for joining us this week, Perry. Yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, So we'll talk about... uh, what Perry's doing with the CCHA this year. Uh, we've got the Alaska series to review and we've got the Bemidji state series to preview. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Matt's uh, award worthy article. I guess we could say that came out on Friday, uh, but we'll probably save most of that discussion for next week when we're trying to get some other uh, media members to uh, take a deeper dive into all of that and focus on that for a week. All right, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors, and we'll be back to chat with Perry Lascaris. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A Tech.net. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Uh, welcome back. Let's get right into things. So how does a guy that uh, went to RPI, is that right? I did. How, how do you end up uh, being the, the the director of communications and brand advancement at the CCHA? Um, a little bit of needing to try something else with my career. I'd been doing communications at RPI for 12, 13, 14 years. They, they kind of kind of blend together a little bit, but uh had the opportunity to to work with uh, Don uh, Lucia and a chance to move back to my hometown of St. Paul, Minnesota, in the process. So it was it was those kind of combination of things. I've been looking for a chance to move back to the Twin Cities, and with this being a almost you know fully remote position, other than 
going to try and go see some games around the Twin Cities when I'm there and maybe outstate as well. Um, and obviously the league championship and NCAA tournament runs that we hope to send some teams on in the spring. Um, it's, it's a remote position I can do from anywhere. So I'm currently in upstate New York and uh, moving back to the Twin Cities in November. So I'm excited about uh, the outlook there. Okay. I had no idea that you were a, a St. Paul native. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, went to Highland Park. Okay. Yeah, I um I just drove through there. What was it after the last soccer game when I left? I had to cut down through that neighborhood to get mm-hmm. uh, to my girlfriend's house down in uh, Bloomington. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, hang on a minute here. I so, realized I did not. So from a background perspective, yeah, oh, <laughs> you got her, Tim. Go ahead. From a background can... perspective, I'll take over for Tim while he's uh, while he's turning off the loud noisemaker that I'll kick on. Otherwise, <laughs> we've we've had some incidents where it kicks on, and Tim also has some cold mornings when he forgets to turn it back on. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what were you doing on RPI? I believe you're play by play out there, right? Uh, so calling hockey games, or yes, I yep, that was one of my things. I was what kept me around. Honestly, I was doing communications work for the entire athletic department, which is one of the Schools that are D3, it's a lot like some of the schools actually in the CCHA, all the D3 instead of D2 for other sports, and then they're a D1 hockey program. Uh, so, yep, we had, I did radio for so many years until they started uh, having exclusive broadcasters for their ESPN Plus broadcast last year. So I took over doing, I did every home men's and women's game uh, for, for the program there. So that, that's a lot of fun. I, I love traveling around with doing radio for the, for the men's hockey, uh, team. Um, but on a lot of great trips, went to Ireland for the, uh, French of four, which is a, which is a fun one with Northern Ireland, Belfast, great trip there. Um, just traveling all over the country, you know, getting a chance to go to Denver, spending my new year's all different parts of the country. Is, it was, it was a lot of fun. We had Alabama Huntsville for a new year's or like I said, Denver. So a lot of memorable trips covering hockey and doing radio and broadcasting. So that's, that's one of the things I actually miss uh, doing this now as I don't get to do a lot. We did start the CCHA uh, podcast, not to cross promote or anything, but it's, it's <laughs> something we're doing uh, over there to try and get some, some, just some features, some interviews and to try to have some media folks on there as well. So. UTS, oh, sorry to answer your question. I, I didn't realize, a lot of broadcasting at RPI. And I didn't realize one of us, uh, you guys have started up a podcast yet. Already, though. I didn't realize that. So oh, yeah. I have to pop that in. Don't mind a little cross promotion. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, you know, there was always the this week in the WCHA for years that you know, we were all used to, you know, listening to at the, at the beginning of the week on, on the radio, usually, or like in the beginning of the pregame shows. So something similar to that, I would assume. Uh, yeah, it's it's current form is is interview based, but it's gonna we're gonna add some analysis and some media members at a certain point of it so that it can be because early in the season it's a lot of, I mean as you might be aware it's just kind of just talking about nothing. We, we don't really have a, a lot of games to actually go into and talk about who's doing well and whatnot. So it, it was started off like that, but as you mentioned, it, it's going to be turned into something that's going to be that you can listen to on a on a Wednesday and it'll recap pregame and maybe talk to somebody a player and coach to get you ready for the weekend so yeah that's kind of the idea yeah yeah that sounds a lot sounds very similar to this week in the WSHN be a welcome thing to bring back for sure yeah and and I I read about this show um I can't remember where I just trying to you know catch up on everything that I might need to know about the league because it's 
pretty new to me. I hadn't been, I mean, I grew up, unfortunately for a lot of people that are listening to this, a gopher fan when I was a little kid in the <laughs> early nineties when they were, you know, with Steve DeBoss and, and Brian Bonin and all those guys uh, when I was much younger. And so it, uh, I haven't been in touch with West Co- Western or Midwest hockey as much as I have been in, you know, ECAC hockey and the hockey East and the, dealing with those teams on a weekly basis. So it, it is interesting and it's, it's kind of fun to get back to. I mean, it honestly reminds me of being a kid and, and working here in the, in the CCHA and remembering the old CCHA, which was a bunch of teams I didn't particularly care for as a WCHA fan, but uh, <laughs> such is life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's always one of the interesting things with college hockey is there's that huge East West divide that, you know, I, as someone that lives out West and has followed Western hockey since I was going to the games as a little kid too, I still cannot tell you uh, who's ECAC and who's hockey East without looking it up. I have to look it up still. I know one's <laughs> got the Ivies, one doesn't. And, you know, you kind of build from there. But if you put me on the spot and told me, it's, it was a coin flip <laughs> to figure <laughs> out which is which. <laughs> well, you're not entirely wrong because everyone was ECAC hockey when we were very small. And, or, and then it split off in like the 90s and teams have switched even since then. Uh, like Vermont left in the last 20 years to go to hockey. So, and Quinnipiac joined the CAC. So it's, it's, they've had not, not quite as much conference movement as out West because of the big 10, but there's certainly been some, so I don't blame you for not, uh, for not following it at all. <laughs> Is there any talk of more realignment coming out that way at all? I, I don't know. I mean, with all these new teams, there's going to be, have to be something, but uh, I'm certainly uh not one to know about what's going to happen in the in the near future there <laughs> sure, Wait, you sure. don't have any inside information about <laughs> no realignment two months talks? in not even yeah. <laughs> what uh, what would you say is your your biggest project you're looking forward to working on you know dom had talked about some simple stuff or not simple stuff but some big stuff like uh getting the cameras upgraded, making sure we have the quality, that kind of stuff across the board. Um, are you just continuing that or do you have some of your own initiatives that you're looking at, you know, starting out and, and pushing the league toward? Um, I think joining so late in the process, as far as the season goes, I, I talked to Dom a lot early on and I wanted, I definitely, you can see some of the differences, right. In the production values across the league and to get everyone on the same page is a big deal. I know that it's tough to, to fork over the money for new lighting right in your arena like that's a huge deal for a lot of places uh i know that the cameras are all updated and i know everyone's on a track to get to the same place in you know like a two like it's like a two or three year kind of where we want to be at that point where everyone is at least at x level of quality of camera you know number of cameras replay uh, ability and and uh, and things like that for not only for the the broadcast but for the replay officials and things like that so i know you know dom had a huge hand in a lot of that and i'm very thankful for it he did it you know, especially in year one of the league he did a great job of of honestly the branding aspect of it getting the ccha logo everywhere uh you know it's prominent on the jerseys looks great there everywhere um but yeah i don't have any particular initiatives i'm looking to get done like as far as on that grand scale yet, but I'll definitely be, you know, I, de- I definitely look at every, I watch every game. So I'll be looking at those type of things throughout the season and seeing where, where it needs to be improved. And, uh, and uh, if it's something that comes up, I can obviously look to, to make things better across the board for that too. But obviously the podcast 
which you guys hadn't heard of yet. Was, that's a bit of a problem on my end. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just getting the word out, getting the word out on that. And then, you know, just raising the quality of that as well to where people want something that, cause I mean, you can, anyone could just put a podcast out as you guys are aware of, you got to make, yeah. <laughs> you got to make it something that people want to listen to. And so certainly, uh, that's, uh, obviously a challenge. And then, uh, trying to just, just keep things moving. So like social media is always changing with, with with how things are seen on Instagram and, and, and YouTube and, and Twitter. So just trying to be the best at that, that we possibly can be and in, in currently a, a one person uh, communication shop here. Um, so it's, it, it is fun. It's a challenge. A lot of things I've done already. I was doing an RPI just on a different scale. So that's been, that's been an interesting challenge, but uh, no, it's, it's fun to, to, to work with the different SIDs in the league and, and to find out what, people are better at what people, uh, you know, are about, you know, need, need to remind people of and, and things like that. So, I mean, overall, I guess, uh, yeah, we're looking to continue on what, what Don has put together as far as the, the idea of the CCHA and CCHA TV and, uh, and, and keep that going. Yeah, I know that, and it's all anecdotal at this point for us. I haven't talked to anybody back at tech, but I think tech definitely did something over the, over the summer. Because the mm-hmm. camera quality and the the sharpness was, was way better uh, in the you know one game we got to see so far this year from home, there hasn't been enough home games yet to to have a, a real good judgment there. Uh, but Tech's quality seemed a lot better in the in the game against Lake State. That is the I think it's the only home game we've had so far. Uh, but Ferris, you know, was was Ferris like usual. I know we're talking to Harrison. They're waiting on some equipment to come in to yep. sync some of their stuff up. They they're still in the in the supply chain fund that, that bites me in my normal job <laughs> during the week. Right. So they're, uh, they're in that same boat of the gear's not there to fix it yet. And they just got to wait for it to come in uh, or for whatever project to kick off. But Ferris definitely has that same old feel to it, but you can see that there's a path at least to, to get stuff fixed, to bring that and raise that up across the board, which is fantastic to see. It's, it's one of my favorite things that has changed with the CCHA is that there now seems to be a, uh, a uniform goal for everybody in the league to get to, which is fantastic. So, you know, looking forward to, to seeing that come to fruition. Which over the weekend, we were dramatically reminded of how much work has gone into that, right? Oh, right. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you – did you watch the UAF games at all? The, yeah, that's uh, why I was pretty pretty sick this morning, <laughs> actually, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know – and again, I'm not a I'm not a video production guy. I've never done that work before. Uh, I work in IT myself. That's 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 my day job. I don't understand why anyone that does video production for a hockey game just doesn't stay high center camera for the vast majority of the action. Stop trying to change camera views. Stop trying to wing the camera around. Just stay high center, and everyone's going to be happy. Show the replays with your well, other camera angles, but please well, just stay high when center you, for the action. Especially when you can't follow the action like yeah just zoom out like it's yeah. a lot easier to stay on the puck if you're zoomed out <laughs> yeah if you're if you're covering the entire offensive zone it's a whole lot easier to cover the puck and you just basically whatever zone the puck's in you have the camera on that whole zone and you're good yeah <laughs> i mean i, I don't want to yeah i wouldn't want to you know rag on those guys too much i i, I was more actually referring to being awake till 2 a.m ah, time <laughs> uh, <laughs> we understand. but yeah it, you know 
camera work you could have a whole podcast on that probably so uh oh yeah so yeah i guess maybe leave maybe leave that alone but just the yeah like the 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 quality of everything from the intros to the between periods even you know hoping to have more between period content i know it's not available some places a lot of it's staffing based right but having shots on goal uh in the score bug is, is a big deal uh for us and and making sure everything's accurate there um which you know we're still working some of the kinks out at, at certain locations so you know those are the things that we are paying attention to and and want everything to be you know a plus quality because people are paying good money to watch these games yeah some yep. some people certainly are <laughs> hey there's the there's that little gliac glitch now to get in there uh, as a tech fan so uh, you, you can get your flow hockey via the GLIAC feed and it, it drops you like 60 bucks for the year. If you sign up with a tech email address, I believe I got the details right, right? Yes. And yep. for a GLIAC affiliated sport like soccer. Or right. Football. Yeah. So you get, you sign up for the football program pro, pro stuff from tech and it gives you all sports, right? So if you go through it via football, you'll, you'll get less. So <laughs> you'll get, you get the same amount of content for less, I should say. Yeah. If you pay for the annual pass, as football, using a GLIAC school email address, you get everything for like a hundred bucks instead of one hundred fifty or something, right? It might even be less than that. But we've told yeah. the, we've told our listeners that I think a couple of weeks in a row now because not everybody goes that route, and I get some of it too because like um, I'd much rather listen to Dirk, even though I know a lot of our play-by-play guys are are pretty good throughout the league. I'd just rather listen to Dirk. So like this week, mine was out of sync. Because I was listening to Dirk on the tune-in feed instead of uh, listening to the Fairbanks guy, and uh, I know with all of the internet issues they were having, mine kind of went back and forth between Dirk being ahead or behind the action. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, they had some trouble up in the Carlson Center, from what I understand, this weekend. Yeah, but yeah, didn't Bruce, get to see the so, end of the game on Saturday, or yeah, on Friday. Bruce isn't yeah, too bad. Those are the play-by-play guys. I don't mind. Yeah, Friday. And uh, he had Britain on one of the one of the uh, previews, and he talked about uh, how we've kind of visited them and stuff like that. So Britain gave Tech a shout out, and Bruce okay. bugged him for Tech being kind of his second team at this point. <laughs> so it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty funny to listen to. Yeah, I heard so, that. Yep. Yeah, he's a he's a guy I know from work related stuff that I've become good friends with over the years. Now that uh, now that we know each other, ran each other uh, at a work conference about ten years ago, and he was wearing hockey stuff, and I said hello. <laughs> So worked pretty well. So Perry, for lack of a uh, better way of saying this, I guess what what are some of the growing pains, if you will, from going to like covering an individual school to like going to a league wide kind of mindset? Um, I, I guess it would just be for you know working with a league for a long time obviously the ECAC and saying oh I would have done something this way or that way and then either trying to implement that now which you know some things have been successful but other times being like this is this this didn't work before because of x you know because I couldn't get information or I couldn't get help from a certain thing because it you know it's also the working remote thing because I'm used to working with athletes and coaches on you know face to face and now it's all through email or through zoom meetings. And that's just, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty personable person and I, and I, I prefer to talk to people, you know, in person and interact with them that way, but it's just not physically possible like this. 
Um, I will, when I move back to the Twin Cities, I will be able to get to uh, Minnetonka or Mendota Heights, excuse me, to get to some. Do you know something you know, about where they're building a stadium that we don't? About <laughs> Minnetonka? <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not going to be in Minnetonka. No, I, okay. I believe it'll be in St. Paul. Um, but um, just get out there and get to when each school comes in on a Thursday night, unpacks their bags or whatever, I can, you know, meet the coach, meet the, the, the SID in person and have at least have a chat with them. Or uh, it's going to be tough just the way I cover games to be able to make it to an actual physical game unless it's, you know, a playoff championship, maybe maybe a semifinal I can work from just because of the fact that I, I have – my war room set up here with my, uh, you know, my two monitors, two laptops and an iPad that I try to, uh, I'm, I'm capturing highlights constantly. Yeah. Um, to be able to not only compile the highlights, I try to get them all done by, I mean, there's no real time, especially when there's seven games going on, but like midnight where I'm just, I'm trying to watch all these games at once. And when there's a goal scored in three of them, I have to, pause and (laughs) and it's 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 a it's a process and it's it's kind of a it's a it's a fun mess to deal with but um as far as pains is goes uh that's probably the the biggest pain is trying to do trying to do everything at one time uh, when the games start but uh um coming from rpi where i was one of two and i was responsible for multiple games going on that i wasn't necessarily at um it's something i'm I'm kind of used to and I kind of enjoy. So um I can think of I can think of worse jobs than spending your Friday and Saturday nights watching a whole bunch of hockey games. So that's sorry, what I was thinking this today. Is my job. I, was, <laughs> I gotta do this. this is, I know I have to watch these games and I have to you know clip really cool plays and put them on the internet. It's it's terrible. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't yep. wait for my girlfriend to uh experience me trying to watch tech at all this weekend this coming weekend when we go to a wedding and i'll be like look i i, I need to know something for the podcast <laughs> this is my job. i got i got reminded i got uh, one of the facebook reminders just popped up saying you know seven years ago blah blah blah. And there was one in the i don't remember what was the streaming before flow that the wcha was using stretch, for a while? stretch right stretch gave you an option to tile them so it's the screenshot i've got of of us beating Ferris by three to one, La Minnesota or is, is playing, and in the in the break you got uh, Alaska playing somebody in one corner and Lake State and Northern playing in another corner, right? So you used to be able to just tile them all and not have a bunch of different devices. So I don't know if Flow would ever get to that point where we could do that with Flow or not. I don't know if that's a thing, but with Stretch, that was one of my favorite features with it. You can literally pop all the games and easily switch which commentary you're watching and listening to too from the the website it was, it was pretty slick yeah 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 so i have a literally it's a you know all four games up on on a on the screen at once and just pop in between them all uh worked really well now i do the same thing you do right i've got one on one screen my ipad is on another screen my work laptop is on another screen yeah three games are going at once so i can watch them all it does work but it's it's not as easy as just having it natively be in there and the iPad app lets you do a picture-in-picture thing to pick another one to watch, but it won't let you leave it in picture-in-picture and have one in picture-in-picture and one in the full screen. <laughs> so okay. there, there's some some restrictions with Flow. If, if there's if there's any way Flow could ever get us to the point where we watch multiples, that'd be welcome again for sure. <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring that up. <laughs> I have a contact over there. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> right. I know we appreciate that. <laughs> 
So I know if Go Dustin ahead. was here, he would ask you this. So I might sure. as well ask it for you. So you're the one that puts out the little graphics that have like, these are the seven games happening tonight. And we had a little internal discussion about the fact that you kind of pulled the higher ranking for each team. Depend- it didn't matter which poll, just if they were ranked higher in one, you picked the higher one or the better one. I Higher, lower. That's, it's so hard that's, to some, good, that's some good investigative work. Well, we caught that because <laughs> because there was a week where Northern was 20th in one poll and Tech was 20th in the other poll. Oh, and you yeah. had them both listed as 20th in the, the graphic. And yeah. So, so is that your decision? Somebody, yeah, I, I got yelled at by someone else on Twitter, which I, I tried to avoid. <laughs> Would you just imagine for a moment? Said, <laughs> Somebody on Twitter took the time to yell at you for that? I'm not yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, who would have thunk it? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they said you they don't you know you shouldn't be using uh, two different polls. Uh, I didn't respond, but I'm going to. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> well, that was kind of the gist of what we said internally. The polls are all made up anyway, so yeah. we might as well we might as well make the league look as good as we can by saying Tech's twentieth, Northerners twentieth. One of the polls said that. That's all that matters. <laughs> and, it, and it happened again. It happened again today, where okay. Notre Dame was thirteen fourteen, and I didn't want to. I don't like putting a slash that font didn't work real well just to get really inside of the, this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just left Notre Dame as 13 and uh, which actually that was the same poll. It was the uh, USA today poll. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll put the highest ranking of each of each team for sure. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what happened that first weekend where you, well, if you want, we can start putting out a poll that has us ranked higher. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can put out whatever we want. How reputable it is needs to be another right. thing to yeah. be discussed. We can't just put us at number one every week. <laughs> well, we're obviously not, but yeah. yeah. Well, a winning record. So far, yeah, it was a good good weekend. I was, I was, I was a little worried of what was going to go on this weekend, but uh, I was too. There's always a little bit of a question mark of what happens when you go up to Alaska. There's just a not, lot that goes hey, into that travel. Yeah, there isn't a lot of a question mark. What happens when we go to the Carlson Center? And Bruce called it out on the thing too. He said it's like a second home for Tech. They're ten and two since going up there, or something, something like that. We only lost a couple games up there. I yeah, I think that having is, that familiarity and having I think Joe as some uh some connection to to alaska as well so i I think that all kind of helps if he's comfortable and then maybe the players feel more comfortable and and you go up and have a good i mean the way you guys you know tech was passing the puck around uh you know i feel like there's some some really good chemistry and a lot of what you saw in, in the exhibition game i think uh um where you know just just unselfish play and maybe sometimes too unselfish but uh but that's how you scoring all. That's how they're scoring all those goals up there. It was just definitely secondary assists on every goal because that's what that's what we got, what they were doing. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. I was listening to the uh, one of one of the nights. There was the intermission show where Joe was talking to the radio guy for Alaska, which was really cool. And then it was like a he did like a nice five minute thing where he was explaining that he loves the trip, he loves going to Alaska, and said that. Uh, Alaska's got a part of his heart, so I think he really enjoys that trip, likes to do it when he can, so maybe that does kind of bring that factor in. And I've also noticed just the way that Tech plays usually just lends itself better to Olympic ice. So I just I, – because I know there's some people that don't like Olympic ice, but I love watching games on Olympic ice because my team does well on Olympic ice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Carlton Center is a really good place to actually watch a hockey game too. I really like that arena in general, just being there. A couple of times I've gone, it has it has a nice balcony second uh, tier that is out over the ice pretty, or not over the ice, but out over the the first tier pretty well. So you feel like you're on top of the ice. It's a really good, really good spot to actually watch a game at. And then it's better than this. The Anchorage's rink is a, is a dump. Well, at least the one they used to be in. I didn't like the Sullivan <laughs> at all. <laughs> but uh, the Carlson Center is nice. I enjoyed uh, the games we've watched up there. It's been a, a good spot to visit. And then let's see what else. I think that hits our rundown, guys. I mean, we got most of the questions there. Do you got anything else, Perry, you want to you know bring up or let everybody know about? Um, I don't know. It just it's it's fun. Like. I, you know, at a certain point, it, sometimes it feels like a burden to watch, you know, eight to 12, you know, 14 games a weekend. But at the same time, it's, uh, you know, I find different aspect, aspects of it fun. And especially when CCHA teams are winning, it, it makes it more enjoyable. And when there's there's cool plays that I can, you know, tweet out or put on Instagram and, and you know, just bring attention to. I think we had a, obviously, Minnesota State over the weekend sweeping Duluth was, was a big deal for the league um you know and getting some of those non-conference wins because they're always tough to come by uh i watched you know northern play notre dame today like i mentioned earlier and they had a chance they it was 3-3 in the third period they had a chance to win that game unfortunately they weren't able to but just uh you know just seeing our teams and our i mean like the ccha um you know playing with top teams in the country beating them um just just bodes well i think for for down the line and when we're into the 26 game uh, league schedule, that's going to be an absolute grind. I'm, I'm expecting uh, uh, that to be, but um, no, it's just it is. So far, it's been enjoyable to to watch all the sake and uh, and to kind of get to know the coaches and the players, maybe just through a, a four or five minute interview here or there, and just try to share that with the uh, with the fans. And I think that's the most important thing is you know the parents, fans, and of the league, and making sure that everyone's able to get, see everything that they, you know, that and take it all in and feel like they're, they're a part of the action too, is I guess the, the, what we're trying to do here. So. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's one of those things we're all a little hesitant and, and leery of, you know, the second time we've had a realignment that's affected us in the last 10 years, right. It's, that's always a, a bit of a crapshoot, but I think if you ask the average tech fan at this point, uh, what their thoughts are on the CCHA versus the, the second coming of the WCHA, I don't think there you'd get too much negative from folks. The CCHA has been a decent change, I think, uh, for us. The, the first WCHA change, I think you get the argument still, <laughs> whether or not uh, folks like it or not, whether it was good for us or not, is a, a little more hotly debated. But the, the switch over this time around, I don't think you're going to hear a lot of folks negatively talk about it. It's been a big change from the front office perspective, you know, from from Dom, Don, and now you, right, uh, and what's been going on. So we're all appreciative of the work that's being put in to continually make things better. It's been a, a welcome change from a, from the old WCHA from that aspect, I think. Yeah. And honestly, like as far as what, what people want from it, it's kind of, I've been kind of given the, the green light to do whatever I want. And it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because I want to do as much as I can, but at the same time, I don't want to over, over, you know, push things and try to do things that aren't possible. And, and it kind of, cause you don't want to, over promise right and then in an undersell it's kind of an issue there so i'm just trying to slowly work in and say all right i want to get institute this and this is something i know i can do 
on a weekly level, whether it's the podcast or the plays of the week, or obviously we're continuing to do all the awards that we do um, to keep that consistent. Um, and, you know, what we're putting on the website, I'm trying to do more there. So, and what are people actually looking at? What are they actually watching? So that's, some of that's experimental, right? Like, I'm going to try this. And I mean, maybe the podcast doesn't work. You know, I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping people. And I'm, I'm sub to it now. I didn't know we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. But um, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm able to add those things and you know, be able to make sure that all of our, you know, all the lights at all the ranks, the lighting, I should say, is high enough quality where it matters that you have, you know, high definition, you know, we're, we're shooting in 1080p. It is called, oh, the CCHA one. Yeah. I was like, I, I thought you were quizzing me. No, no, it's right there. <laughs> it says uh, it right behind me. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you're just covering yourself uh, up. CCHA podcast. Uh, I know. Yeah, well, that doesn't help our listeners, Rob. I want I, I want Perry to plug it. Let him plug it. We're plugging. We're pl- I've never plugged before. Uh, yeah, I'm going to want search wherever you find your podcast. It, I got it up on everything, uh, Apple spotify google and amazon it's uh the ccha show i didn't want i was not more creative than that um uh but uh until i you know (laughs) it's i wanted to be very easy for me to remember to tell people and for people to be (laughs) easily found and i know a lot of times with the with the way these you know special google searches work and that it it's going to take a while and it can take some listens for, for it to actually show up and in some searches, but if you search for it in the actual, you know, Apple podcasts or on Spotify, you're going to be the first thing that pops up. So that's, I guess the most important thing, but uh, yep. yeah, we've got, I talked to Don, I talked to uh, Don and Kevin, the first episode from the league coming uh, from officiating and um, I tr- I've gotten to a player and a coach each week and trying to get to every team. And then we'll, I think I'm going to have uh, some national media members on the next few weeks along with the player and coach. So um, just to get some different thoughts on college hockey in general, and also obviously CCHA, CCHA related, but uh, yeah, CCHA show. Yep. Yeah. I said, I subbed to it while we were talking. So that was my plan with my phone. We were talking around. So it's now on the list and what gets pulled down every week. So we're, we're good love to it. go there. <laughs> yeah, keep those downloads coming. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll have to get myself in on that after the podcast, but um, yeah. Just Everyone's right. adding podcasts. I'll make sure to catch up on uh, on Chase McNaughton too, because I I remember like, I read about it. I was like, what kind of media do we have that's not you know not mainstream or what have you? Which is just looking for different avenues to take in stuff about the league, and it it popped up on there, and I, and I it was on my list of things to to get to. So that's that's pretty cool that at least uh, we have stuff like this out there about different teams in the league and. Uh, I know there's some radio shows. Coaches go on weekly. Joe's got his show up there um, yep. that I pull down and put on our page every week for people to kind of. So yeah, it's kind of a collection of things there, but uh, on our on our website. But it's cool that you guys have this for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're just a bunch of folks that try to you know relive the relive our college experience through through <laughs> hockey, right? <laughs> no, I, I grew up in the area too. I don't know what Tim and I don't know what Tim and uh, Matt's excuses for getting so attached are. <laughs> October 18th, 2003. I don't know. For me, it's probably autism, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there's nothing wrong. It's, it's great to have a group uh, 
that's like this. It's fun to, you know, we, we've got decent enough contacts around the league too, that each week we try to get somebody on from the opposing side to kind of help us talk through it. Uh, what's going to happen. I think we've done pretty well with that over the last few years. It's, uh, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. How long have you been doing it? Uh, it's our fourth year doing it. Right. Awesome. I'm, yep. I'm guessing based on our uh, season four. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Right behind me. Yeah. Yep. No worries. Just up. See, just right there. Oh, it just says episode, I guess, four, four, but yeah. Yeah. yeah we've been doing five, the podcast but... for about four years and the tech hockey guide itself has been around for, Oh, when did you guys start it? When did you and you and Brandon started it? Almost 10 years ago now, isn't it? Yeah. At least. Yeah. You'd have to, I don't so. even know. It's been around a while for sure. It's on what it's like third or fourth reinvention. So I don't even. I it's will hard tell to go you, back it's, and gotten, look. it's gotten a lot easier to cover the team uh, when we're not terrible. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's fair. Just um, again, Perry, while you're here, I know you've already plugged the podcast or anything else you want to plug before we kind of send you on your way. Um, just that, yeah. I I am producing these highlights for for all, every game. Uh, they go up on YouTube and on our website. So if you if you miss something or want to catch up on, I try to include more than just goals. Um, they're usually around four to five minutes long. Um, it is tough sometimes. I might miss a, a big save uh, here or there when I'm watching seven games at <laughs> once. Uh, but uh, yeah, just this, this the website and obviously follow the league on Instagram and uh, you'll see a lot of that kind of stuff there. I'm trying to do some different things there as well. Um, just to try and spice some things up and uh, basically it. Yeah. Just follow CCHA on social and uh, you get all your content from, from the league and hopefully you enjoy uh, what we're putting together. No, I'm a big fan of the YouTube stuff. I, I rely on that to watch the games. I don't watch if I don't get, you know, don't pay enough attention to them. I watch all the tech games, of course, but the, right. the other ones I'm not necessarily going to, going to be around for all the time the youtube stuff has been fantastic be able to quickly you know watch like a a red zone style you know view of the game quickly so exactly right those are good to watch i'm a big fan of those yeah and i was told coming in that that's something that dom was doing that the coaches really love for recruiting purposes and and it gets a lot of good feedback especially i I put the same things on instagram they're just in reels form yeah um and I think that's that's some, how some people get their news, honestly, <laughs> or Twitter as well. So yeah, that's um, part of the reason we, those we added like, this background is to do more stuff like that to get little sound bites out there, so more people maybe find it to for listen sure. to the whole podcast. So yeah, yeah, a little yeah. If, if I said anything that's I'm at all f- useful, I'll be very excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go full on and say I'm too old for Instagram at this point. That's one of the apps I don't have on my phone. <laughs> But the I nice thing about Twitter, Instagram, Twitter Rob, is that I am fully on TikTok, <laughs> but Instagram is the one that I watch with my daughter. So most of my stream there is just pets. And it's sure. good that they're two different <laughs> things. So she doesn't get all the like adult stuff, like the like being a parent, dealing with ADHD as an adult, all those streams that I'm stuck on on TikTok. We don't need to flip through those when Joey doesn't want to go to bed and we sure. have to watch something for a while. So we just watch instagram reels and 90 percent of my reels are like pets doing stupid stuff so <laughs> sure. just find your niche on there yeah yep it yeah. works it could be you know ccha plays of the week that's all you watch yep 
she, she well we have a hus <laughs> i have a, a husky mix dog so i told her the other night that i'd be up late watching michigan tech play and she's like tell me if molly wins that's the name of our dog so she she doesn't think of them as the huskies sure. anymore they're now the fighting <laughs> mollies to her so <laughs> you guys have a live mascot <laughs> uh, tim, tim has one <laughs> i have a husky oh, dog tim has that, right no yeah, i'm saying yeah. this, i mean we have an actual uh, no. mascot uh name we don't have a live the, the, one like the georgia just, bulldog there's not thing. a live okay. one no no because that, that's no, one that's possible, the, right? There's the a lot of the suit. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of impossible yeah. mascots this one is, in, hey. in the league, but that's that's definitely one you could have. Do the, the engineers possible, have yeah. a live one? No, you got right. a guy walking around oh, with a slide rule and everything. Yeah, I had I mean <laughs> that's a story for another day as far as what I wanted to <laughs> change the name of the team or the mascot to. No, I'm okay with engineers, just we need to we need to have something more tangible. You know, you know about Puck Man, right? Yeah, Puckman yeah. is the oh, yeah. best logo in Puck, NCAA Puckman hockey, bar none. <laughs> that's, what I, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I don't know why I didn't yeah. get this earlier. This should have come up much earlier in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. we, you should have brought it up when we were talking about tech logos. You'd be like, well, nothing's going to be Puckman, because that no, is correct. Yeah. <laughs> that costume has been replaced multiple times. But, uh, yeah, it's RPI's history of of, of mascots is, is, is very interesting and uh, – and uh, so this is something I do miss about <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still here, so I still pop into the rink for a couple of women's games before the before I'm in the, the war room. But uh, no, it, it, that that the mas that mascot is goofy, and I'm so I guess used to seeing him that it's not phased by it. But it's the goofiest <laughs> looking thing <laughs> for people who have never seen Puckman before. Definitely look look that up along with the CCHA Google, podcast. Just pause the Puck podcast Man. and Google Puckman immediately if you haven't seen it. <laughs> no, I think we've all seen Puckman. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners haven't, but yeah, that's definitely something you should do. Like, along with Keggy the Keg for Dartmouth. Dartmouth, yeah. Who's a yeah. mythical <laughs> mythical beast. It's, it's so wonderfully simple. It's just a big circle that says RPI. Big circle, with a, yeah, with there's RPI. nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. I, I just kind of feel for whoever's in the costume. They got to have their arms out like in the T pose to get in there. I bet. Yeah, I, I was. I, I've been Puckman on multiple occasions, which was actually a, a dream of mine as a student there. That's amazing. Um, uh, you guys ever heard of, you've heard of Saratoga Raceway? It's a dog racing, it's a, sorry, it's a horse racing park. It's basically like the fourth biggest they have the fourth biggest race outside of the Triple Crown. So it's the non-Triple Crown one? Okay. It's the non-Triple Crown. It's up in Saratoga, which is like 45 minutes north of where RPI is. And uh, anyway, before all the, the horse racing starts, they have like a, uh, a, a college day. And there's no horses. They just have a bunch of, and they bring a bunch of mascots up there. And also like the Dunkin' Donuts mascot was there and a bunch of other like corporate mascots. And for one year, they figured it'd be a good idea to race the mascots. So they put us all, <laughs> they put all the mascots in the, like the, the, uh, where the horses go. Like, I'm going to even call that, but Puckman doesn't fit straight <laughs> away because he's too wide. So I had to enter like the horse thing, the, <laughs> the gate like, sideways. <laughs> and then they shoot the gun and we take off. There's Puck. Here we go. That's, that's the <laughs> one. So picture me. I'm in this suit, and everyone else is like ready to go for this race, and I'm sideways, and I have my my foam <laughs> stick. They shoot the gun. It's a, it's a great the, race. That one right there. That stick. 
the, 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 is the foam stick there? Right, move move yeah. us around. We got to see the stick. Yeah, yeah, we're on the way. There it is. There, yeah. <laughs> and long story short, uh, I ended up tying the the minor league baseball team mascot uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a race. And if, you, if you've never been on a horse track before, especially the dirt part, that dirt is about like almost a foot deep. Okay. Oh, so like so we're like trudging through, through <laughs> dirt to try and win this thing. But I, my claim to fame, I guess, and there's, there's a video of it somewhere of me finishing, uh, of, they called it a tie, but I won um, <laughs> at the Saratoga race, racetrack in Puckman. It, 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 it is a warm, it is a warm suit, uh, but uh, luckily <laughs> hockey, rinks are, hockey rinks are cold for the most part, so. It's it's a fun uh, one. I, I I will miss Pac Man when I'm back in the Twin Cities. That's for sure. Cool. Well, that was a beautiful tangent for our patrons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. We don't need any more. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us, Perry. We got to get going on our uh, hockey wrap up and preview for. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on the podcast some other time and, and talk some more. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Beautiful. Yeah. It was a lot thanks, of fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We've got uh, Dustin here now instead of Perry. Perry uh, said goodbye, so thanks for joining us after another little commercial break. we got a couple things to cover, mainly Michigan Tech hockey now, so let's get into it. Uh, Michigan Tech had a pretty good weekend. Um, it, it was a little slow. Um, Michigan Tech scored a goal. It was disallowed. I really, really hope... The refs in Fairbanks had better camera view than we got as fans because I struggle to see enough to overturn a goal. Uh, as much as Dustin uh, likes to talk crap about Chris Dilks, I think his article was right on point that we really shouldn't be micromanaging this and trying to find silly, stupid reasons to overturn goals. Wow. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> That's true. I think he's been on this horse for a while, and I tend to agree with him that with how how few goals happen, like I think he's right that offsides should be about blatant mistakes and not cherry picking. Like you're not like whether or not that puck 
crossed the line and came back out or didn't doesn't change things a whole lot to me on that play that uh Mosley scored what would have yeah, been the first goal of the game. Like it it's it's tough to tell either way. I didn't I didn't I don't know. I'm I'm with Dilks there for sure where it's if they didn't have it's anything better, which they should, yeah. but it's it's Fairbanks, so I don't know if they ever installed the blue line cameras that the CCHA requires. So I don't know if they had a better sure, angle yeah, in the house, but I would have thought at some point maybe they would have shared that with us if they had a better version. But I don't like taking that and trying to expect refs or the linesmen to like extrapolate what they think happened and then use that to make a call. Like I, I, I just don't think that that play should be overturned by review because that's not the between the stoppage enough. between the, the the fact that we never really found out what the hell happened and and the fact that you know you take a goal off the board when the game's zero zero because of that like it just didn't make sense to me if, if it's close enough that you gotta get to that fine of detail That was just a nice dominant showing that we were really hoping to see. Hopefully that'll help build some confidence down the stretch. You know, NCAA wins are NCAA wins. Even if Alaska isn't really projected to be the strongest, it was uh, nice to kind of put our foot down, assert our will on both games and not really ever back off. Yeah, it was really nice to see them show up in a series like this, especially, you know, with all the, the question marks you threw out last week about the travel and and everything else like it was it was good to see them play the way they can but i do think this is what we're gonna have happen this year we're gonna have weekends where they don't show up and weekends where they do because that's the way young teams can be and hopefully this will be a great uh, opportunity for us to see what kind of coach sean is because you'll see this is the kind of team where we could have these weekends yo-yoing back and forth, you know, through maybe January. And then hopefully this is the kind of team that from like winter carnival on or, or January, late January, early February can kind of turn it on, find its way to hopefully getting that fourth spot in the league or something. Cause the league is going to be kind of, uh, I think kind of all over the place from standings perspective. Well, you know, who knows? Cause we haven't seen a lot of conference games yet, but this team hopefully can win enough games in the beginning here to keep itself in position to do something good in the second half and, and, and gel and find a way. And one of the nice things that came out of this weekend was Blake Pietola breaking the, the shutout record career shutouts uh, on Thursday night. Uh, Tally, is it number 11? Is that what it was? I think 11's correct if I'm going off the top of my head. I think you're right there, Tim. Passing his goalie coach for the record now after tying him at the end of yeah. last year, right? It was cool to see that Jamie was pretty much the first one to congratulate him on it. It was neat that there's there's that much of a appreciation for that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was good. Um, We already talked about it a little bit with Perry. Well, anything else you guys want to say about the Fairbanks series? Just... Well done. Executed the game plan like about as good as can be. I know we like to harp on losses and break down what went wrong, but 
when things go right, there's not a whole lot to say. So it's just, it's, it's nice that we have a, have a weekend where there, I didn't feel too concerned about the team, even despite the question marks that I threw out in the last podcast. Well, the six, the six goal game was six different scorers, right? Yeah. So a nice, even balance and who was, who was putting the puck in the back of the net. And then uh, the goals on the goals on Saturday or well, Friday, second game. Second game is a Saturday game. Even if it's on Friday, dang it. Yep. <laughs> uh, the the second the second game's goals were for the most part just absolutely pretty quick passing around the net, tic tac toe style goals, and then the you know the breakaway one for for Pietola. So they weren't they weren't tough ice goals. They were pretty ice goals, you know, which yeah. is something we don't always see. So it was. I thought it was great to see that. Well, and the other thing to point out about Friday night game two was the fact that we didn't necessarily, you know, we got outshot. We we ratcheted down in the third period, but we were outshot 21 to 12 going into the third period, yet we were up, what was it, 4, 5 to 2 going into the if third period? you don't period. like that, you don't like Joe Sean. No, but I, I just mean, like, how many times last year did we get outshot but win? Like significantly outshot and win. Like, we, like we, we I don't are think not. We need fatigued. to actually look up the numbers on that to feel better about ourselves, Tim. No, <laughs> it sounds like a question we can get Augie on. Yeah, but what I mean, no, is, no, should no, have I, his first article this week too. That'll be fun. But what I what I mean is, Michigan Tech had to work really hard for goals last year, and usually yeah. scored one goal every seven to ten shots. You didn't see a lot of games where we only put up nineteen shots on goal, but got six or four, even four goals on 19 shots. Like, that didn't happen. Yeah, and that's something Joe, Joe's harped about, you know, how many, what their shot, their their scoring chances per goals ratio was, right? Yep. And it was super high last year. Yeah. For sure. And it's it was really nice to see that not need to be the case, which I think in what you're getting at, right? It's, right. It was nice it to, was see good to see them capitalize weekend. on their chances consistently right. on Friday you know, night. Especially you know, getting a shorthanded goal and a four-on-four goal, like, just showing how much they can do when it does work. And it was nice to see that for a change where it wasn't, you know, tip the, the Michigan tech of last year and the last few years, I've said it a few times has always been that team that felt like it had to work extra hard just to get the, like the, like to get results. It was always like Joe always said, it's, he wants his goalies to allow no more than one goal per seven scoring chances. Yet we didn't score one goal per seven scoring chances last year. Yeah. Like, or it was I mean, here's the question that. there, and it's it's purely theoretical. But do you think we are getting better opportunities and better shots? That's why they went in this weekend compared to what we've usually seen, where it's low probability shots, just getting the shot on net from the outside. We, you know, are we taking better chances and being more efficient with them because we're taking better chances? I don't know the answer to that. Compared you know, to last year, I do. I like it would be good to. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I don't know what Augie's is. Augie just doing like the primer this week? Is that what he's saying? Um, I think he's doing a primer. He might do a little bit with uh, with some like shot charts and stuff. Okay. Um, because I know what we need to get going is if he can figure out a way to scrape that expected goals out so we can start publishing that number. Yeah. He's getting uh, close. It's re- he's re-
then yeah, and then Friday you add or Thursday you had a seventh goal scorer. Because Mosley, even though he did did do some good things on Friday night, actually didn't score on the Friday. Um, did he have a three point game though? Or was that the day that? before? He had a two point game the the day before. He All should right. have had three, but the one didn't count. That's right. Um. So yeah, like the that 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 is how you expect this team to to score is it's gonna be other than a couple players it's gonna be kind of by committee and uh, it does seem like Tech does have a very good top line with Ryland Mosley, uh, Logan Piedla, and Kyle Kukinen. so that'll be good to see if that can keep going and it'll be inter- uh, this weekend will be a good test for them because uh, Saratori's teams are always pretty good defensively and and we can see how how they play against the team that will do its best to make sure that those guys don't hurt Bemidji. So that's kind of a good transition into this coming weekend. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, you're talking about the top line being good, but I thought the Crespi line was decent too. Crespi, Saratzi, and Nardella, I think, were the second line, right? Right. Uh, those guys were pretty decent uh, as well. A lot of – a lot of – was it? I don't remember which goal it was um, – yeah, I think it was one of Crespi's goals that Saretsky got down in the corner and just made it by himself, basically. And it was the reinforcements coming in that scored. But uh, to see the forecheck develop and, and get that goal from the hard work, not on his own entry, but a guy fighting down low, is I, I love seeing that. That's one of my favorite ways to see a hockey goal scored. For sure. Don't mean to yawn all over the, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> But, no, sorry, Bethlehem. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be better and cheerier and happier. <laughs> no, Maybe was, we just need was... to get we need to get like a smelling salts partnership and like halfway through the part halfway through the podcast, we all do a smelling salt. That could get us juiced up for the second half. Back to hockey, the one thing that does worry me is uh the O for whatever on the power play. Went from last year's power play being one of the best in the, the country consistently to um Nothing. Now, yeah, granted, one of them I think was an 18 second one or whatever. You can't really hold that against us, but, um, but that's also a part of the part of the, the you know, they lost a lot from yeah, oh yeah, play. and it's that's yep. going to be one of the things that's going to take a little bit more time to develop, I think. So, but the nice thing is, is we got two shorties this weekend. Yeah, you can't complain about that, you know. <laughs> and who were they both? Uh, Pietro had one. Who had the other one? Uh, Mosley had the other one. Mosley so. had the other one. Yep. Chris's Chris's record is safe for now. No one's making a run to start with. <laughs> no, and the only other thing that stinks is I'm not. It, I'm I'm missing uh, college hockey stats right now because I don't know if there's a good way to find like the combined specialty team stuff anymore. Uh, See how many shorthanded goals a full team has. You mean? Well, like the there it is. So Michigan Tech is ninety percent on the penalty kill, zero percent on the power play. But has two shorties and no none allowed. Yep. So like they're we are we are tied for the national lead in short ended goals at this point. With yeah. Massachusetts, Ohio State, and St. Lawrence. Oh boy. So St. Lawrence, that's fun. Woo! Woo! <laughs> but we are but no that, oh, that big it, zero on the power and, play. And we're tied is, for uh, last well, on power play with four other teams, yeah, including right. Boston College and Maine. That's interesting. Yep. 
So yeah, but the PK the PK has seemed to be you know firing like it was last year. So that's good to see too, right? So right, happy to see that was pretty pretty decent. Although there were I think what was it two or three where it was an abbreviated power play due to folks either for us or for a lot. Probably this, one's, be, no. this one's in Houghton, though. No, I'm oh, talking about I, the city itself. I know. I know you are. We can talk about that when we actually play at Bemidji later. I, are, are you hoping to be able to make those games, Dustin? I haven't looked at the schedule to see when we're in Bemidji. I haven't looked either. But not enough anyway. I have enjoyed my time of vision when we've gone there. It's a fun town. For sure. So they I still need at- to get my picture taken with Babe with Blue Ox. That's my guy. They're he, at Bemidji the there. first weekend of February. So, but yeah, so. Possible. Yeah. We won't be harvesting then. Mm, I hope not. I. <laughs> 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 think Bemidji's another team that's in an interesting spot this season as we are that uh they just uh they're looking for for scoring an offense from much different places and I think it's going to be interesting to see where the two of us match up at this point in time because much like Northern and Bowling Green seeing each other quite a bit this season next to each other in the standings I have a feeling that's where we're going to be with Bemidji I don't know whether that's going to be up top or down low but I feel like there's going to be a similar story for those two teams. We'll see how yeah, that I goes. Think, I don't think you're wrong there. And like you said, Tim, you always expect the major to be strong on the D side. So with us. And that's what they were turned we is quality defensemen. So if yeah, you hate goals, were... this might be the series to watch. <laughs> <laughs> if you hate goals, if you, if you're that one guy in the discord that hates goal horns, then boy, oh, is this the weekend for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bemidji's only played the one series hosting Arizona State where they lost 3 nothing and then won 5-4 in overtime. They had last weekend off here, so that, that's interesting that they 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 played uh, Arizona State, and that's been it so far. Um, so they come into Tech rested, um, but they're heading into Tech, and uh, it'll be interesting to see you know, you don't have a lot of tape on Bemidji State yet this year, so uh, I'm not sure what to expect. I didn't get a chance to to watch either of those games, but um, yeah, I don't know what to think. It's it's so early to be predicting things, um, but hopefully, you know, the Michigan Tech is going to have a lot of weekends where you're where you're wondering who's going to show up, Doctor Jekyll or Mister Hyde. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what you get here. Over the, over the next month or two, well, well, they kind of figure things out, and then I hope, you know, hopefully going into December, January, the team is is more leveled out and uh, producing. But we'll see how it goes here. Producing would be good. Yeah. Do we want to talk about my article at all before we go, or we want to uh, save it? I we can talk about it dropping for anybody who hasn't read it yet. But uh, Matt wrote a wonderful piece about. Uh, 
David Johnstone's uh, history with Mel and what went down. And uh, it's getting, getting around things. I think we can say this, that next week we're going to talk about it a lot. We're trying to figure out who we're going to talk about it with. Uh, we've got a couple names floating around and it kind of depends on availability and who wants to, but I think uh, next weekend's a good time to, to focus on that since it'll have been around for over a week by then and, and more people have seen it. I haven't heard back from the person that we reached out to first yet, but we've got a couple different ideas of who to focus on to, to basically take a deep dive on, on the whole Mel Pearson situation one more time and talk a lot about what happened with, with David Johnstone and some of the other stuff that's come out, um, you know, basically in the last six months to a year as it relates to Mel. Um, but yeah, you guys want to go read that, make sure you're in the right uh, headspace to read that article. I think the warnings that Matt put at the top are, are very useful. It took me a while to find time to read it. And then my ADHD brain decided to read it uh, more as a uh, finding every grammatical error that I could, uh, which I think helped me not uh, get too upset in the moment about it. It's it's frustrating to read. I had a couple different uh, uh, people reach out to me actually um, a name here in my original outro, Cam Ellsworth actually texted me about it. Just basically saying kind of what the hell, like that's, that's a lot. Um, that's a big name to be reaching out to you about that. That's cool. Yeah, There's that been was... several really big names that have read it. Like Katie Spring at the athletic. She's like the, uh, the senior editor, basically in charge of anything about hockey that people don't want to hear about, but need to. So yeah. that was a cool one. Yeah. Uh, there was, yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, like Gabe. What I forget his first. Yeah, name. it was Michael? Kevin Gabe. Kevin. Kevin. He's Gave. the one that uh, wrote about like he. He's the one that wrote the Russian Five book. So that yeah. was really cool to hear from him as well. There's, it's kind of neat to see the the short term impact that's had. It'll be kind of cool to see. Um where it goes when we talk about it next week. Um, the one other warning that I will give you is that if you are uh, having a good day and uh, no longer want to be, I have the article for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. Cause I've certainly, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, I wanted to be in the right headspace for it. And it's, it's, uh, and that's why it took me so long, but um, yeah, it's, it's not easy to read. It's not easy to, especially coming from most of you listening or tech fans, it's not easy to hear about that stuff happening at your program. Um, and I know, uh, I don't remember who I said it to, but, you know, we, we got a lot of feedback from a certain segment of the the fandom when we wrote when mike wrote his column and matt wrote his original question answer session or questions for the former players article about how time to move on let's focus on this team i don't care about what happened in the past and i pushed back on that saying like you know these players deserve to have their story told i reached out to david after I read the piece thanking him for taking the time to talk to you, Matt. And, and basically he said, thank you for sharing my story and make sure that 
you know, don't focus on Mel because this isn't just about Mel. This is about coaches period thinking they can do this kind of stuff and just ask a bunch of players to man up and then, and not worry about the ramifications of that. You know, you see it with um, like the Tua Tonga-Vailoa stuff where like we're too focused on winning that we forget that these are people playing this game and their well-being needs to be part of it. And there's a difference between pushing players and and asking players to do stuff that we know they shouldn't do. And we need to work better at holding coaches accountable so that players' safety and well-being is a bigger deal than it has been. And we'll talk about that more next week. But that was yeah, probably um, good that we should talk about that. Yeah, just a quick, just a quick and dirty on that. Um, definitely worth the read. Um, I was just not emotionally in a good way for a few weeks trying to write that. So I, for the couple of weeks I wasn't on a podcast, a lot of it was continuing to work on that and really just needing a mental break where I just needed to play video games and not think about it for a little while. So I, I appreciate you guys bearing with me for that. Um, the, the last thing that I will say is uh, David emphatically wants to be part of our uh, let's talk episode this year. And I think he's the natural choice at this point. One minute remaining in the podcast. Anything else, guys? Oh, I think that's all. All right. Uh, Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. There's a nice little patron commercial in the podcast now, so I can save myself some of this other stuff. But uh, we're going to... Basically, if you want to help support all this kind of stuff and keep our website running, go sign up at Patreon, patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Pick a level that you can support us at. We appreciate all the support we can get to help keep us going. Um, we need to get back to doing more of our, our quarterly Zoom chats or more often. Uh, we'll have to try and get one going here um, in the not too distant future. I don't know who we'll do, but uh, we'll figure something out. Uh, if you want to submit questions, uh, we take questions through Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon page. I need to do better about getting that request call for questions out earlier on Sundays so you guys know who we've got on and what to expect. Um, hopefully, once we get some other things going here, it'll be a lot easier for that to happen. Our website's having a few issues that we're trying to resolve so that... Um, more than one of us can publish stuff. Um, but we'll we'll just figure that out as we go here. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, let us know and we'll we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends and give us a five-star rating. If you give us a five-star rating and leave a review, Dustin will read the review if he's on that week and not... Uh, sitting in a combine driving around a cornfield uh let's see what you guys have to say and uh once again thanks to our sponsors fibkey dental and rhinelander wisconsin and lavonia technical services special thanks to mitch lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint doc mcgrizzen for his generous donation to get this thing running we hope you enjoy and finally thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode if you like what you hear check them out at the thank you notes.fancamp.com 
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.